the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, good afternoon, everyone. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Right now, it's 105 on this Tuesday. Folks, we're going to go live to the White House. This is a, a real mess. This is a press briefing they're having in the White House press room about the fact that uh, the White House Johnson & Johnson will now be pausing the vaccine. So this is wildly important. It is Tuesday. It's April 13th. And this is a huge story, as you just heard in the news, that Johnson & Johnson is now putting pause. Let's join us. So the J&J production issues in Baltimore are obviously a completely separate set of issues, and those are being worked out through the FDA process with the company. Um, and production of, of those vaccines begin if and when the FDA authorizes that facility. Your second question was, you know, we really um, have thought of this as a wartime effort from the beginning, which is why we purchased uh, excess supply so we'd be ready for any contingency and we'll continue to look at every possibility in terms of making sure that we always have enough supply for the american people but just to clarify on the j&j production uh, not related to the baltimore plant but just overall j&j production is that going to pause while this pause on administering doses occurs or is the production going to continue well the production is really centered around that baltimore facility the vast majority of the production is that baltimore facility what is that? You know, I think it would be premature to comment on that, and that's the reason why the pause was done, so that they could take a good look at it very carefully, look at every different factor. I, I wouldn't want to speculate as to what, what would happen often when you see things like this, that you pause and come back. Whether or not that happens now, I can't guarantee it, but I can tell you that's exactly what the CDC and FDA people are going to be deciding on and looking at very carefully. And if I could just ask you on this outreach question. So, you know, this is a problem that you've been struggling with, this sort of vaccine hesitancy. This obviously is a setback. What do you have to sort of ramp up into an additional war-type effort to really ensure that this message gets out there? Do you personally go to states like Mississippi where the vaccine vaccination rate is really low? Well, let me answer your first question. Then I'll, uh, you know, we, consistent with it being a wartime effort, we've planned for different scenarios, different contingencies. So we have enough supply of Moderna and Pfizer to hit the targets that we've set, the 200 million shots in 100 days, and to uh, head toward the 4th of July that we've talked about as a country, a more normal 4th of July. Um, clearly part of that is making sure that when it's, an American's turn to get vaccinated. They get vaccinated, and we do need to continue to build confidence. And that's done at the community level. People are trusting of their local doctors, their faith leaders, their neighbors, which is why it's important when people do get vaccinated, they not only get themselves vaccinated, but they spread the word about the safety and effectiveness of the vaccines. 
Okay. Just to nail it down, Jeff, one of the goals that you haven't mentioned today is, is the hope that there would be enough supply on hand for the country by the end of May. Is that still operative now in the wake of this pause? And the second question is, it's a bit surprising to learn that you only yourself learned about this this morning. Do you wish you had heard sooner? I learned about it last night that there would be an announcement, not the specifics of the announcement. No, because that's to the science. We want the science agencies to lead with science, and there's no reason for us to be involved in any of the scientific decisions. We bring nothing to the table. That is the FDA's uh, role. That is the CDC's role. And they're led by terrific leaders with great teams to do the science, and this administration will be led by science. And as to your first question, we believe there's enough vaccination. Vaccine in the system, Moderna and Pfizer, um, for all Americans who want to get vaccinated uh, by May 31st to do so. I feel like we're kind of dancing around the hesitancy question here, and so I'm going to just ask you directly, do you think the announcement of this pause will increase or decrease vaccine hesitancy? Hesitancy amongst a group of people is a challenge, and we need to be addressing it, and we are, as I talked about, by going to, to meet people where they are, to follow all that we've learned about who people trust, doctor, local doctor, their nurse, um, their faith leader, and I think that you know there's tremendous track record as Dr. Fauci has talked about with tens of millions of doses of Pfizer and Moderna. The FDA uh, acting the way they did today uh, shows that they are indeed the gold standard, and I think that should reassure the American public that they will be very um, diligent and uh, conservative in how they approach the vaccines. So, so the argument is that because the FDA, this tripwire was triggered, that should give Americans more confidence in the overall vaccination plan. Certainly about around how safety and efficacy are being monitored by the gold standard folks at the FDA. Okay, let's, do, let's do these three more and then we'll, we'll let them Once go again, back. Again, it's a live press briefing at yeah, the White says, House. Uh, the FDA is the gold standard for ensuring the safety and efficacy of vaccines. To what extent does today's news add urgency to the effort of getting a permanent nominee confirmed uh, to head the FDA? You know, clearly it's always an important post, but how much of a spotlight does this news now actually have no personnel announcement to make today. The FDA has extraordinary group of scientists and experts that lead these types of efforts. How helpful would a permanent director be in those efforts? I, I think that the FDA does an extraordinary job and uh, the teams that are that are addressing these issues are experienced teams. Uh, in fact, the acting director is a very experienced leader. Uh, so I would, I think the experience of the FDA uh, uh, and the expertise of the FDA is indeed the gold standard. Are there any immediate plans to accommodate the states uh, because of this pause? And can you guarantee that every person in a reservation canceled will get rescheduled in a matter of days? Yeah, as I said, there's, uh, I think there's already in certain locations people who are scheduled for today are already rescheduled. So we'll do anything we can to support the states um, on the logistics of rescheduling. Uh, and you know, at the same time, the most important thing is that the supply exists uh, to continue to vaccinate 3 million Americans a day. And there's enough supply to actually accelerate that. There's tens of millions of doses in the system. As I said today, we announced 28 million more Moderna and Pfizer doses 
are available to be ordered this week. Last question. Uh, Dr. Fauci, you said that there was a no red flag for the other two vaccines. Uh, this, might, this question might be asking you to state the obvious, but uh, can you verify that means that there were no developments of uh, blood clot uh, symptoms uh, in the recipients of, of those vaccines? There have been no serious events to call attention to anything that would relate to a pause. Why would it be in, why would it be in the for one vaccine but not the other two? And how does that speak to the safety of the other two vaccines? I think, you know, when you examine everything in general, the fact that you have, you know, 120 million doses, individuals have received at least one dose and as you subtract out of that 121 million 6.85 you're talking about you know 114 or so million uh individuals have received at least one dose and no negative red fails uh, red flag signals that tells you you're dealing with a really safe vaccine and i think you know apropos of several of the questions that people asked about hesitancy, you know, when you want to talk about safety, this is an extraordinary safety record that the others have. And the fact that a pause was done, I think, just as a testimony to how seriously we take safety and why we have an FDA and a CDC that looks at this very carefully and hopefully will resolve it pretty soon within days to weeks, apropos of your question. So I think it's a very strong argument for safety, actually. Thank you, Dr. Fauci. Thank you, John. Thank you. All right, folks. And again, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. Just bring you up to speed why that was um, so important. Let me just check. Right now it's 1.15 and today is Tuesday and it is April 13th. The reason why this is so significant is that Johnson & Johnson, that the um, they're putting a pause on the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Now, uh, if you have a question, you can email me. And it's John at DePetro.com. But apparently, the Johnson & Johnson vaccine in a limited number of people, they are experiencing blood clots, which is then why that they are putting a halt on uh, a pause, I should say. So Johnson & Johnson, one person has died. And the uh, U.S. FDA official says one death reported to the blood clot after the the vaccine another person is in critical condition so rear blood clot uh healthcare providers now it, it's it's very 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 low chance but because of this they're putting a pause and as you can hear this is actually a disaster because now this is going to frighten people away from obtaining getting the vaccine and so many people were getting the vaccine and things were starting to open up. And suddenly now you have this situation with Johnson Johnson. Now, just to, you know, put it in context here, um, but it is, you know, one doctor, this is a devastating blow, far reaching effects. The supply of the, uh, the Pfizer Moderna won't be able to quickly make up the demand created by the pause. So... Uh, one doctor said it's a devastating blow to this J&J vaccine effort in the United States. Six J&J vaccine recipients in the U.S. developed rare severe blood clotting issues. The Food and Drug Administration state pause is have lasting impact. This is a devastating blow. 
Um, in an interview, he said the supply of the two-shot vaccine won't be able to make up the demand by the J&J pause and will delay U.S. vaccination efforts. So, again, it's, it's one, it seems to be all six cases that occurred in women ages 18 to 48, symptoms developing 6 to 13 days after they received the shot. If you got the shot, and remember with Johnson & Johnson, J&J, it's just one shot. If you, you know, got it two weeks ago, three weeks ago, a month ago, whatever it is, or two months, you're and you're fine, then you're fine. But seven million people have gotten it, and now they are saying that one person has died. So as a result of that, they're placing it on pause. And so it is, um, it's really throwing off, uh, well, the efforts. Um. Because if everything had really been ramping up, things had really been going seemingly in the right direction, and now there's there's going to be a pause. Now, at 118, the next COVID briefing is going to be this Thursday. This Thursday will be the next COVID briefing of Governor McKee, and we're not sure exactly how that. So if you were planning on getting the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, now this throws off, it does. It throws off everything. Hey, folks, this is another example, though, reason why you want to stay healthy on this Tuesday afternoon. Why not stop by It's My Health? Maybe you're in the car right now, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. It's my health because it's your health. Stop in vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies, local products like the incredible acai berry, honey, maple syrup, over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices purchased by the ounce, plus box herbs and teas, hemp and CBD products. It's my health. Diagonally across the street from Davidport Restaurant, corner of Martin Street and Menden Road. It's my health. Stop it and see Marie. Remember, you can call her at 305-3585. It's my health. 1099 Menden Road. In Cumberland, stop in and see Marie. Now, folks, the uh, the other big story, obviously, is the amount of social unrest. If you um, uh, are concerned, remember, go to the website, petro.com Now we're learning that there's uh, a rift and fighting inside Black Lives Matter, Rhode Island. And there's a, a political group, and then you have the normal group. If you want to read about it, go to the website, petro.com which is brought to you by Allstate Lock. Remember, experts in locking systems, building securities, security cameras, all state lock online, allstatelock.com, or call them at 349-0042, 349-0042 for all state lock. Well, folks, again, it's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, depetro.com. So the, the big news of the day is the Johnson & Johnson COVID vaccine is now on pause. The COVID vaccine is on pause. That's a huge story. Uh, another big story that we'll probably get into on Thursday has to do with the fact that the Attorney General, Pina Narona, is starting to look into, look into, the situation at Eleanor Slater Hospital. Now, my sources tell me there's a lot there. Keep in mind, folks, this is where we learned that it was um, 
let's see, over 550,000 costs per patient, where other hospitals similar to Elena Slater and Cranston, the cost was only less than 100,000 per patient. So we're hearing potentially now, potentially massive fraud at the state hospital. And I'm hearing it's very, very serious. And the attorney general is going to look into this. Now, um, here I'm, I'm seeing, you know, look at the narrative right now. I'm looking at the Boston Globe. Police violence against black people is no mistake. The killing of Dante Wright in Minnesota should not be framed as an accident. Policing is violent. Another, this Boston Globe, pressure builds to fire the Minnesota officer who killed Dante Wright. Uh, the Brook, Brooklyn Center Mayor, Mike Elliott, called the shooting in his, in his city deeply tragic, called for the officer to be fired. But what, 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 what do you mean it can't? This is in the Boston Globe. Police violence against black people is no mistake. How, why would it not be a mistake? As police lights glared behind him, he found a well-lit place to pull in. Well, they're talking about the Virginia gas station situation. So now that guy was fired. The police officer was fired. So, but this is why we, uh, uh, Dante Wright called his mother. He was pulled over on Sunday afternoon, not too far from where George Floyd was killed. Police stopped him over an alleged expired registration, something quite common in the season of COVID. And the air freshener, they called an obstruction. Now, the person in the globe is saying, this is what driving while black looks like. Only after they stopped him for something so minor did they find out he had a warrant for missing a court date to face misdemeanors. Well, one of them was carrying a pistol, and he skipped out on it. So the person, I don't know if it was fear that made him want to evade arrest. I don't know. The way the police crowd your door, the way they surround the car, and the ease which the cops feel comfortable resorting to violence to force compliance is the crime. He did not fight. He took flight. He was recklessly, senselessly killed. Well, no, he was fighting with the police to get away. And it's very simple. If he had not done that, he'd be alive. Um, The police officer, they say it was an accident. They believe Kim Potter meant to grab her taser as evidence as her yelling taser, taser. So the Globe writes, how does a 26-year police veteran mistake her gun with a taser? Was a taser necessary Wright's girlfriend was in the passenger seat. Could it be that unconscious bias let her hand to her gun instead of the other side? Oh, my God. Investigation may not uncover that either. President Biden called for calm and peace. But the thing is, neither Floyd nor Wright can rest in peace any more than they lived in it. They're blamed for their own killings. He was resisting arrest. And now here's the globe. Black people have a reason to... to Resist police. George Floyd is dead. Alleged Atlanta mass shooter Robert Aaron Long was arrested alive. He surrendered to police. You cannot keep expecting polite protests from the oppressed. And remember, they're now saying that um, reparations, looting is a form of reparations. The trauma of the continued government sanctioned killing of people who look like you is a terror that lurks in your mind. Oh, my goodness. See, this is, um, so again, back to the globe. We're tired of being scared. We're tired of dying. We're tired of complying to our profile. 
and, and President Obama, we need to reimagine policing. They were training a rookie. It should have been a simple, hey, your tags are expired. Oh, tags are expired. Oh, by the way, did you know there's a warrant out for your arrest? Because when you left on police, which the globe leaves out, by the way, they don't mention the fact that he had had a pistol on him. That was one of the things that he was cited for. So, you know, here we go again, where there are people that are commenting on this. And is that sloppy that they left it out? The fact about having the pistol? Or, like, how does that come about that someone just ends up leaving that out when they're you know, posting or, or writing or commenting on the story. How is it that you end up leaving something like that out of the story? I'm not sure why you would leave something like that out of the story, because I would say that that's a pretty significant part of the story. Dante Wright had an outstanding warrant for gross misdemeanor carrying a pistol without a permit and a misdemeanor, misdemeanor of fleeing police. The warrant issued April 2nd after he failed to appear for court. That's why the officer asked him to get out of the car. So, but why would you leave that out of a story when you're writing about it? Well, we know the answer to it. Because it's the, you know, they don't like the narrative that it creates. That's what it's about. Now, folks, it's 126. Good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Gee, what do you think is going to happen in Minneapolis tonight? What's going to happen around the country over the next few days and this weekend? And like, here we go again. Is it possible? Uh, You know, no one is excusing. She's going to have to be tried for this. You don't just execute someone. Um, She's going to get her day in court. She's trained. I don't know how it happened. We don't know how it happened. I know CNN last night started to push a narrative that there's no way that was an accident. Now, how is that responsible? Other than you have a president who is pushing this country. I'm telling you folks right now, Biden is pushing this country to a full scale race war. And that's why I implore you to stop by competition Shooting supplies. Go see John Francis, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. Firearms, ammunition. I mean, can you imagine? And they want to put in stricter gun laws. Folks, right now, he has firearms, ammunition, and accessories. Competition shooting supplies. 727-1716, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. He also, by the way, they have a great Facebook page. And he's always posting a lot of the inventory that they have. Competition shooting supplies. If you have a used firearm and you're willing to sell it, right now is a great time to sell it. John Francis will buy it from you or you can sell it on consignment. Competition shooting supplies. 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. You take the last exit in Rhode Island. You go past the Attleboro train station. Exit 2A. And they're right there at Newport Avenue and Benefit Street for competition shooting supplies. Now, you have a president who is intent, absolutely intent on a race war. And he's going to get one. 
Um, there needs to be more accountability. So, folks, here's what we're going to do. Good afternoon. It's John DePietro. Uh The coverage last night, it's just more of it. Of they're, they're just encouraging more lawlessness. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break, but stay tuned. A lot more ahead right here, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. The pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. It's spring and time to call J.K. Engineering today at 401-351-7600. J.K. Engineering, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You know, pretty soon it'll be warm, it'll be hot. Why not have central air for your home? Call J.K. Engineering today, 401-351-7600. Remember, with J.K.L., Estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial. In the wintertime, JKL, they can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. It's going to be a hot summer. Call JKL Engineering today. Be nice and cool in your home this summer. Call JKL 401-351-7600. For 54 years, JKL's reputation, second to none especially for technical expertise and customer satisfaction. JKL, they do it right. They do it right the first time. They're an approved national grid VPI installer. JKL is also a Navian certified factory dealer called JKL for a system replacement, oil to gas, or for a heat pump. Estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial. Call JKL Engineering today for like for Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 401 401- 351-7600-401-351-7600. It's JKL Engineering. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Spring is here. Time to contact Bethel Certified Softwash. You can text Jared a free estimate at 401-617-2585. Bethel Certified Softwash. They have a great website. It's RhodeIslandSoftwashing.com. Outside your home, let's get rid of the grime and the stains. Maybe some of that, that green algae and moss and mildew that build up. Over the course of the winter, call Bethel Certified Soft Wash today. Again, outside your restaurant or your home or a roof or a deck or a patio or a walkway, it's Bethel Certified Soft Wash. Remember, it's biodegradable. It's plant safe. Look for them on Facebook, Bethel, B-E-T-H-E-L. Their Facebook page, the before and after, are just tremendous. Contact them today for a free same-day text estimate, 401 617 2585, 401-617-2585. Again, remember, they have a great website. It's RhodeIslandSoftWashing.com. Bethel Certified Soft Wash and Power Wash. 
John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com on this Tuesday. This portion of our program, brought to you by Rhode Island's Dunmore Garden Center, is open for the season. PR landscape materials and garden center. Stop in and see them. 3688 Quaker Lane, North Kingstown. Beautiful selection. Hacynthias. Wait till you see the selection of hydrangeas. Colors available are blue, white, and pink, and they just pop. Also, pansy bags and hangers, and they have screen loom and mulch and hemlock and mulch and crushed stone. Look for them on Facebook, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. They're open seven days a week, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown, right off of Route 4. They're worth the ride. The quality is fantastic. Folks, shop local. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Well, all eyes on this Tuesday again now are going to be on not only just... What's going on in Minnesota? And I agree, actually, the timing and the backdrop couldn't be worse. You have the George Floyd, Derek Chauvin officer trial for George Floyd. Now, the, uh, with that trial, that's going to wrap up this week. The judge said on um, yesterday that the, the jury will get the trial. Uh, we'll, they'll get it next week. They're going to do closing arguments on Monday. Then they're going to sequester the jury next week. I, I am not... Convinced so far. Now, the defense still hasn't gone yet. I don't think they have it on second-degree murder. It did seem callous. Uh, it certainly seemed unnecessary. There was a lot going on, a lot of commotion. There's a difference in opinions as far as medical. No, again, we haven't even seen the defense yet. But it was a, um, it was a fast-moving atmosphere. It was a volatile atmosphere. Uh, but just the fact he did lose his life and the way that it, it went, it happened. I thought his, uh, the Chauvin defense attorney has done a, I, I actually think um, he, he's done a, a very good job with it, Eric Nelson. But l- look at what's going on with the backdrop of that. And that is, by all accounts, uh, this police officer, you have a police stop on, on uh, in this Brooklyn Center, I've never heard of it. It's a small suburb, about 10 miles from where the Floyd situation happened. And there's a traffic stop. And then someone's resisting arrest. And the police, uh, they should have moved him to the back of the car, what I've been told by law enforcement. But instead he struggles, he gets back in. And apparently in the past he's taken off, so he's going to take off again. And then a female officer, 26 years on the force... Apparently makes a mistake. It's a tense atmosphere. Plus, he's resisting arrest. Plus, it's been reported she was also training a rookie officer. So then you wonder if that came into play, where you feel that your actions are kind of being judged and monitored. And uh, we don't know what had happened prior to that. But she claims that she thought she was using her taser gun and said she shot him. And then... Now we just have riots, and and there's there was problems last night, of course, in Portland, uh, but there were problems in New York City. There's problems. There's going to be more protests. There's a protest plan in Providence on Wednesday. Uh, rally, anyhow, rally. Um, and there's going to be more social unrest. But a big part of this, I want to play. This was yesterday at the press briefing, and the reason I want you to hear this. I started seeing this last year where they let activists into the press briefings, not reporters, not not members of the press, activists. And they have a whole different attitude and they start questioning the chief of police. And this is, again, not this isn't like a community town hall. 
And so listen how they go back at the chief. Now, the night before, they're throwing bottles, rocks, and explosives at police, destroying police cars, taking pieces of concrete, smashing windows. And listen to the argument. This is what it sounded like as the police chief is trying to hold a press conference. By the way, this this town, this mayor, they're not ready for this. I mean, I don't know who would be, uh, but clearly um, deer in the headlights, not ready for this. They've already fired now the city manager because he said, well, you know, there's going to be due process. The mayor said the officer should needs to be fired. And then the city manager said, um, by the way, he was a person of color. He said, well, you know, the officers afforded due process. We have to go through this here. And then because of that, the mayor fired the city manager. Now, the police chief also now, this is him yesterday trying to handle these activists. decision to issue a dispersal order um, while they were peacefully protesting in front of the uh, police station. What, what led to you to issue a dispersal order and then on the back end of that 10-minute dispersal order, then to issue out uh, CO2 canisters and gas uh, for the crowd? So, Can you talk to us again yeah, about Just so everybody's clear, I was... Front and center at the protest, at the at the riot. Um, we did not. Don't do that. There was no riot. There was. So I was. Was a riot. The officers that were putting themselves in harm's way were being pelted with frozen cans, a pop. They were being pelted with concrete blocks. And yes, we had our helmets on and we had other protection gear. But an officer was injured, hit in the head with a brick. Brick. That was a Hennepin County deputy. He was transported to the hospital. So we had to make decisions. We had to disperse the crowd because we can't allow our officers to be harmed. And I've already answered the question, I believe, about your lighting. I know that's a that's a big deal with you, and I understand that. But I thought I'd explain that myself. So that is, I told you it's my decision, and that's why I made that decision. Is there another question? Yes, ma'am. Well, these are activists. These are not members of the media. These are not members of the media, folks. These are activists. By the way, one of them kept questioning him. When he said, I answered your question about the lighting, the guy kept saying, how come you didn't have the lights on at the station? You were just standing out there in the dark. And the police chief said, well, because otherwise then if we have the lights on in the background, it frames the officers on the front line. And this guy, this activist is questioning well, like, because he was saying, well, it's, it's easier to make us a target if then we're lit up behind us. You can see where we are. So and he's questioning him. In this way, he's not a reporter now. He's an activist. Why did you have the lights out at the station? Oh, because you wanted the lights on so then you could pick out where our front line was so then you could throw different items at it. Fro- can you imagine getting hit with a frozen can or bottles and rocks and cement bricks? And they're questioning, why, why did you have the lights on that way? We couldn't hit you as well. Listen to this again, the nerve of this. What was your decision to issue a dispersal order um, while they were peacefully protesting in front of the... Uh, it was a riot. What, what led to you to issue a dispersal order? They burned and looted the dollar store. Then to issue out uh, CO2 canisters and gas uh, for the crowd. So, Can you talk to us again yeah, just so everybody's clear, I was... Front and, front and center at the protest, at the at the riot. Um, we did not. Don't do that. Don't do that. I was. We were being the officers was that were putting themselves in harm's way. Were being pelted with frozen cans, a pop. They were being pel- belted with concrete blocks. And yes, we had our helmets on and we had other protection gear. But an officer was injured, hit in the head with a brick. brick 
that was a Hennepin County deputy. He was transported to the hospital. So we had to make decisions. We had to disperse the crowd because we can't allow our officers to be harmed. And I've already answered the question, I believe, about your lighting. I know that's a that's a no. with you, and I understand that. But I thought I'd explain that myself. So if that is, I told you it's my decision, and that's why I made that decision. Is there another question? Yes, ma'am. They're not, you know, a mayor of Lawrence has started doing this last year. They let activists go to these press briefings. You're not a member of the media. You're not a member of the press. You don't earn your living that way, by the way. Now, there is going to be a rally in Providence, and we have some other stories about some things that are going to be happening in our area. Log on at the website, petro.com. Don't forget, petro.com, which is sponsored by Soul Source Restoration. Call them today for a quote, 712-2700. Are you taking every precaution to prevent the spread? of the virus, they can do a complete clean and disinfect uh, residential and commercial properties. Sole source restoration, 712-2700. You can log right through at the website, which is depetro.com. They do the wipe down service, the personnel entry testing. They do it all. Sole source restoration uh, online at the website, depetro.com. You're listening to the John DePetro Show. It's spring, and Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island is your lawn care company. Call them today for a free quote, 401-392-1025. Check out their website, lawndoctor.com. Your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Call them now. Get that spring program. You have the fertilizer, then you guaranteed broadleaf crabgrass control. Your best lawn ever. Guaranteed. Call Lawn Doctor today. Check out their website, lawndoctor.com, or call them 401 392 1025. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401 401- 321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. We're in an accident. Someone hits your vehicle. It's damaged in some way. Pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body. 401-272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Folks, as you're riding along, you just never know. You could be dealing with a drunk driver, someone not paying attention. How about the people texting and driving? If you ever damage your vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. Several reasons. One, they'll handle everything for you. Two, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. And three, they'll make your car. It'll look like it just rolled out of the showroom. West Fountain Auto Body. Call them, 401 401- 272-3340. Did someone damage your vehicle? Whether it's a small fender bender or nearly total vehicle, West Fountain will restore your vehicle, get it back on the road. Call them today, 401-272-3340. And remember, if you're having an accident, first thing you want to do, call the police, fill out a police report. If the tow truck shows up, tell them, let's get this vehicle over to West Fountain, 401-272-3340. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11, we go until 2. 
AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePetro.com. It is time for DePetro Debate. With me is uh, one of my siblings, writer, columnist for the Sun Chronicle, and it's Donna Perry. And uh, DJ, here we go all over again. Um, a lot of different facets to this, but situation... You know, I thought with Trump out of office, this wasn't supposed to happen. Uh, Biden and Harris now own this. The situation in Minneapolis, by all accounts, unless we hear something differently, it certainly looks like a police officer made a mistake. But the result last night and uh, and what we're in for, um, I already just saw that representative, uh, one of the squad, is saying right now we, we need to end policing. Uh, I, I think yeah. that we are going to see uh, just a tremendous amount of social unrest over the next couple of weeks and months. Yeah, and uh, good to be with you, uh, John. Um, you know, it's amazing, isn't it, that, that this, the timing of this and the setting of Minnesota, it's extraordinarily, uh, it's unfortunate on obviously, you know, many, many reasons and, and this young man. But obviously with the Floyd as the back, you know, Uh, the Floyd Chauvin case with the backdrop here, which happened just 10 miles away. Well, that's what I'm saying. But you're right. But of all places in the country, how is it that suddenly Minnesota has become the the center point, ground zero for all of this? Right. And that's right. Like not we're not even saying it's a New York City or a very big urban area thing. And so, you know, I think that uh, a couple of immediate things this impact could have um, as we're getting to the closing chapters around the trial, by the way, I think it was notable. um, And this could you know, and I'm not the legal expert, but the fact that um, when you talk about sequestering a jury now, they you know, now that this is like all over the media and the images, I realize I believe they're going to sequester once they get the case. Correct. Um, if I'm correct. But, yeah. but, you know, I mean, um, anything could happen now, J.D. I mean, this is a very fast-moving um, story. You have been very front and center when you've covered some of these things, and they are fast-moving. And, they can, and the protest, shall we say, like the level of it can go from like 10 to 100, you know, oh, yeah. um, in terms of intensity. So, and, and I do think what we're seeing here is what we saw so much of last summer, John. Like you begin to say, though, how much is the rage, which at this moment, we don't know all the details. You can understand very much so. It begins to look a repetitive story. It happens around, uh, you know, a, a car is pulled over. It happens around um, the the arrest uh, of someone's been in the car, then they find out they're out on a warrant, etc. So I, I do think, uh, to what you were pointing out, uh, not so much what the squad will say, I do think it's going to put so much additional scrutiny on what is the protocol of those kinds of police stops on the roadway, which, yes. which seems to be at the center it is. Uh, which actually is different from the Floyd case, I want to point out. It is. And I'm glad you mentioned that because I yesterday spoke with some members of law enforcement and said, number one, the first thing, first mistake, mistakes are made, was they should never have had him. If you if you saw that he could have pushed one of that officer uh, that was trying to handcuff him, yeah. he could have pushed him into the roadway. So the first thing you want to do, what I've been told is walk him to the back of the vehicle. So at least everybody's safe and you're off. So it was like sloppy right there. That's number one. Number two, the officer, the female officer who had the body cam that actually took out her handgun and she thought it supposedly thought it was her taser, um, she should have then been between him and the driver's side door. So out of the box, 
the fact that because if you look at that, cars are whizzing by them on the left. Yeah, right. should have moved to the back of the vehicle. Now he's got a passenger, so one officer has to watch that person. But you see how quickly this thing can can just escalate. escalate. Now, yeah. Madonna Perry, something that needs to be mentioned that no one is is when you resist arrest, you you know the adrenaline shoots up. Yep. You create a very tense atmosphere. And that's how mistakes are made. But yesterday, that press briefing. Now, Brooklyn Center, I don't know if you've ever heard. I've never heard of it. Never uh, heard It's of it, not no. a big suburb. This would be, I'm just going to say this would be like if this happened in, say, you know, like North Providence or okay. Lincoln, a smaller suburb. So that press briefing yesterday where you have the mayor, and by the way, they, they were an hour late. And the mayor, you know, walks in, he's young, baseball cap. Yeah. Chief of police. And then the city manager. Now, they allowed activists into the press briefing. You can't have activists in a press briefing. This is something that started last year. Yeah. And Mayor Lorza would allow it. And I would, you know, complain, like, what is this? They're not members of the media. They'd allow them in. And that city manager who said, well, we, you know, everyone is afforded due process. They fired him last night. Because he said the officers afforded due process. Yes, this is right. This is what they are so in over their head. I was going to say, John, <coughs> what you're seeing, and, and your analogy is exactly right. The, the problem with these things, it becomes a runaway train because yeah. it's a, and when it, especially like you say, this is not NYPD. They're very, uh, the LAPD. This is a smaller community. They're very thrown by it. You yeah. see. Actually, you saw the mistakes, as you say, at the moment of arrest. So there's a training issue. They are thrown by it. You, now, supposedly she was a veteran of the force, though she doesn't look that old, but that doesn't mean anything. Police go on the force young. Um, they, they're thrown by it, and, and you worry, John, because they, like you just pointed out, they're also thrown and not accustomed to how to handle the larger um, you know, theatrics that go on and when the national media starts putting on the gas. And oh, that's yeah. that's what we're, <clears throat> is unraveling. Which they have. Yeah. And it was also, you know, I was wondering Sunday, why didn't they have a press briefing Sunday night? This happened 2 o'clock Sunday. Yeah. Uh, you can't let this thing start to get out of control. I was saying last year there should be uniform codes with police. Like, you need to respond right away. And then when they came out yesterday, an hour late, Clearly deer in the headlights. You know, suddenly the Today Show wants an interview. 60 Minutes wants an interview. Well, Good Morning America. The mayor can't believe, like, wow, they want to interview me. Yeah. He announces the officer should be fired. They fire the city manager of the same due process. And now there's word the, the police chief may be fired today. But Donna Perry, yeah. you know, last night, CNN, this was comical. And, uh, and again, folks, uh, we speak with Donna Perry, the Sun, Comical, uh, Sun Chronicle. Last night... PBS was running the dangers of white supremacists in America. That oh, was the 10 o'clock show. Yeah. Like, will you please put on cable news to see, you know, th this is not a bunch of guys with hats and flags running around the Capitol. This is a complete riot that is breaking out all over the country. Well, that's this is the, the tone. Supremacy. I mean, the pro the problem in the country, uh. it, this is now a boiling pot are going to go over because the media, in a way, aside from this terrible situation, they have been churning up almost like John. Let, let's be honest. If you're from the position of police, if you look at media as you do and, and I do not to your level of it. But I mean, they're almost like provoking a race war on the face of it because they've. 
you know, this constant well, obsession. Is. Yeah, with the white, black, Bi white, black, white Biden came yep. out yep. with that press briefing yep. and said, this isn't Jim Crow. This is Jim Eagle and this is Jim Crow yep. and steroids. He started to lay the tracks. You had the situation that you're still dealing with in the state of Georgia, yep. which has been, let's face it, since since November, that has been simmering over the election. Then you have Major League Baseball pull out, really starting to flame things up. Uh, when you start to misrepresent things and, you know, they won't let black people vote. And then suddenly you have a situation like this. I mean, this is um, and last night, Biden and Harris, you know, President Biden said yesterday, well, I just hope the people peacefully protest. I, like, are you tone deaf? But Donna Perry, let's be very clear. They own this. Yes. This is not a Trump thing. Last summer, it was all because Trump was in the White House. Well, he's not there anymore. And people like CNN and the media, they're not sure who to point the finger at right now. Right. And and, and I want to say something about what you just referenced about it is they do own it. Uh, I think you're going to see some very awkward statements from this president because yes. it, it, as we have seen, uh, and I threw some of this into my column last week. First of all, Biden and the Democratic Party, but particularly Biden. And I want to say something about this Sometimes the characterization that he's, quote, totally out of it and all this stuff, I would disagree with that. That yeah. you're seeing strains of the old Joe Biden, who was, by the way, not a nice man in his Senate tenure. I'm sorry. He was known as hardball. Um, he was tough and he was a real competitor. And I think that it is shameful that he has decided, in my view, and all the aides around him, that they're going to play the race card as a political, they think it's a political advantage for them, John. Yes. They have decided that, in my view, they have identified that, that that is, um, it is to their advantage uh, politically for elections to just pit, say, white, you know, almost like white people equal racism and uh, and all this stuff. And I think it is dangerous, dangerous material for a president to decide he'll play the race card right from the podium. And I would disagree sometimes that he doesn't know a little bit about what he's doing with that. I, I think that he does uh, or people around him do. And, and people around him. Yes. Do. Whoever wrote that line for him <clears throat> with that first press briefing. Uh, this is Jim. When you start to throw out the Jim Crow, that's very dangerous language. And now, mm -hmm. you know, this is the Pottery Barn situation. They can say their sympathies with the family and everything else, but they have a major problem. And we're, we're you know, the good weather is just uh, is still ahead. Folks, we're going to take a quick break. A lot more. Donna Perry, columnist writer for the Sun Chronicle, right here on the John DePietro Show. It's spring, and Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island is your lawn care company. Call them today for a free quote, 401-392-1025. Check out their website, lawndoctor.com. Your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Call them now. Get that spring program. You have the fertilizer, then you guaranteed broadleaf crabgrass control. Your best lawn ever guaranteed call lawn doctor today check out their website lawndoctor.com or call them 401-392-1025 while the pandemic rages on you need to stay healthy you need to take care of your health you need to stop in and see marie and it's my health 1099 menden road in cumberland right across from davenport restaurant call marie i call her the queen of health 401 305-3585. You've seen the her store. It's right in that old white church. It's my health. Because, folks, it's about your health. 
1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Shop local. Stop it and see Marie. What do we have? Well, vitamins, herbal remedies, trusted companies, who understand quality, integrity, local products like the incredible Acai Berry. She also has honey, maple syrup. Marie at It's My Health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant, has over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce, plus box herbs and teas. The service is the best, plus hemp and CBD products, plus massage therapy, reflexology, Pilates. Folks, stop it and see her. It's my health because it's about your health and staying healthy and children's vitamins. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 401-305-3585. Stop in and see Marie and It's My Health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant. Because remember, it's your health. Stop in and see Marie at It's My Health. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401 401- 321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. What's the point of having an appliance if it doesn't work properly? Or maybe you have problems with it? I'll tell you what you should do. As I like to say, if your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401 401- 710-7096. Easy to remember. Ryan's Appliance Repair. 401-710-7096. I've used Ryan on several occasions, whether it's for your washing machine or maybe your dryer or the refrigerator or your stove or oven or microwave. Any appliance. If your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. 401 710 7096. I was having a problem with our our clothes dryer. What would happen? It wouldn't turn on. No way they were going to dry the clothes. I called Ryan's Appliance Repair. He fixed that in about five minutes. Then the oven wouldn't heat up. I called Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. He fixed the, he fixed the, the oven in about five minutes. Folks, call them. All work is guaranteed for 90 days. Parts and labor. Senior citizens discounts are available and Saturday appointments are available. Come on, call Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401 710 Seventy ninety six.